Hello everyone and welcome to Two Weirdos, One Podcast, where we talk about everything from true crime to conspiracies to aliens to hauntings and everything weird. My name is Ashley. And I'm Megan and we're your two weirdos. Hey everyone and welcome back to episode two. Shout out to everybody that made it through episode one and a few of those audio troubles we were having should be all sorted out now and ready to tell more spooky stories with awesome audio quality. Keyword, awesome. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You won't hear my voice in one ear and Megan's in another. Should all just be the same thing. (laughs) Hopefully. Took us about an hour Mm. and a half. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, episode two. This is just going to be me telling a creepy-ass story about Mr. Anatoly, and Anatoly, Anatoly, we'll go with Anatoly, Moskvin, of, uh, we're taking it over to Russia. All right, so just so you guys know, I haven't heard anything about this, so I have no idea what's coming. So, all right, let's go. So. Anatoly Moskvin was born on September 1st, 1966. So we're just getting into a little history of him. So, speaking of history, he fucking loved history. He spoke 13 languages, traveled, and taught at the college level, and was a journalist in... This is a fun one. Nizhny Novgorod, (laughs) which is... (laughs) russia's fifth largest city so i'm gonna say that a few times maybe it gets better each time i say it probably not maybe we should just come up with a nickname for that and then exactly okay i'll just say nizny nizny we'll go with that yeah i did not look up pronunciation (laughs) pre-podcast so anatoly was a self-proclaimed expert on cemeteries and called himself a necro Polist. Don't know if I said that right because it is not a real word. I <laughs> dug around the internet looking for what that meant. He uh, made that shit up. So he was known as the ultimate expert on cemeteries in a city. I don't know about you, but self-proclaimed or other people? Uh, a little self-proclaimed, but um, he was actually hired to do some cemetery stuff, which I'll get into. Okay. So um. People went to him if they needed to know all about cemeteries, I guess. He blames his obsession with the macabre to something that happened when he was 13. What happened was he was on his way home from school and a group of men in black suits who were on their way to the funeral of an 11-year-old girl named Natasha Petrova. They dragged him to her coffin and forced him to kiss the little girl's corpse don't know why what weird as fuck oh my gosh he said and i quote i kissed her once then again then again end quote natasha's mother put a wedding ring on his finger and a wedding ring on her daughter's finger and back to a quote from him my strange marriage with natasha petrova was useful he said it led to a belief in magic and fascination with the dead as a schoolboy, he began wandering through cemeteries, you know, casual, yeah, as you do as a schoolboy. His interest eventually led to him 
um, earning a advanced degree in Celtic studies. So their mythology actually often blurs the lines between life and death. So kind of was into that shit. Mm-hmm. And he also mastered about 13 languages, um, as I mentioned earlier, and was published many times. I literally wrote in my notes, boy was smart. From 2005 to 2007, he claims to have visited 752 cemeteries in Nizhny, not Disney, <laughs> Nizhny Novgorod of Russia. And in 2005, a fellow academic and publisher, Oleg Ryabov, uh, commissioned him to summarize and list the dead in more than 700 cemeteries in the 40 regions of the Nizhny Novgorod Oblast, which is a federal subject of Russia. And uh, don't mind my shitty pronunciation, because <laughs> I am not Russian. So while inspecting those 752 cemeteries, he would walk up to 18.6 miles a day, about. Uh, so he traveled from cemetery to cemetery on foot. Mm-hmm. Don't know why he wouldn't drive, because that's a lot of fucking walking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also he would spend nights in haystacks at abandoned farms or slept in the cemeteries. And he even spent a night in a coffin that was being prepared for a funeral. Oh, <laughs> boy. <laughs> so coffin was like in the fu- in the cemetery being ready uh, for to be buried. And uh, he just took it upon himself to hop his ass in the coffin <laughs> and be like, you know what? This seems like a great place to sleep tonight. I mean, I'm sure it's comfier than the haystacks and right. the ground he was sleeping on. Usually they have like padding and pillows, so... Cozy. Makes kind of sense, I guess. <laughs> Hopefully the body was not in there. I would oh, assume it wouldn't be yeah. if he was just able to get in it. So during his travels, he was sometimes questioned by police on the suspicion of vandalism and theft, but was never arrested or detained after he would state his academic credentials and purpose of him being in the cemeteries and uh, being slightly weird. So... Yeah, I'm sure the police were looking at some guy wandering around a cemetery and oh, yeah. thinking he can't be up to anything good. <laughs> right. Not like, like, you see a bunch of kids in the cemetery, like, they might be doing, like, I don't know, just weird kid shit. Yeah. But, like, a lone man in a cemetery. <laughs> Not doing some just weird lone man shit. <laughs> right. Right. So, next section in my notes, I literally wrote, shit gets weird. Not that it already was weird. Yeah, I mean, not my kind of weekend that right. he was spending but you know fun time over 700 cemeteries all right so in 2009 locals began to discover that the graves of their loved ones were being desecrated and some even being completely dug up so russian interior minister spokesman general valery gribikin again pronunciation <laughs> Close enough. Also don't know what a Russian interior ministry is, but uh, that's what he's referred to. So this guy told CNN that initially, quote, our leading theory was that it was done by some extremist organizations. We decided to beef up our police units and set up groups composed of our most experienced detectives who specialize in extremist crimes, end quote. So this went on for two years, and the leads that the Interior Ministry had were going nowhere. So graves were being desecrated and dug up for two years, and they could not find or figure out what was going on. 
So no one knew or could figure out why the graves were being desecrated. Um, in 2011, there was a break in their investigation following a terrorist attack in Moscow at the Domodedovo Airport. <laughs> Again, pronunciation <laughs> not on point today. So authorities heard reports of Muslim graves being desecrated in Nizhny Novgorod. And investigators were led to a cemetery where someone was painting over the pictures of Muslim people who were buried in the cemetery. But there was no other damage to the graves other than, like, the paint. So um, it ended up being this Anatoly that was doing this. And he was arrested at the graves where he was painting over the pictures. So, next portion of my note says, shit gets creepy as fuck. (laughs) AF. (laughs) At this point in time, Anatoly was 45 years old. So, authorities go to his apartment because he was arrested for desecrating Muslim gravesite pictures after a terrorist attack. So, they have to go check out his apartment, see if he's part of an extremist group, see what's going on. So, they reported that he lived like a pack rat and had life-size dolls throughout his apartment. And these dolls were all dressed differently. Some had knee-high boots. Some had makeup on their faces that Anatoly had covered with fabric. And their hands were also covered in fabric. So, like, these dolls would have fabric over the face, but he would, like, paint on a face, basically. I wonder if he did that because of his marriage as a kid. You know, like, he was technically married or led to believe that he was married to someone that was dead. And having these dolls as, like, inanimate objects that he can, like, show affection toward. Maybe that's, like, where that came from. Yeah, so... (laughs) Creepy. Creepy. Also, (laughs) you're about to find out. Oh, no. My literally, my next statement (laughs) in my notes is, not dolls. Exclamation no. point. Oh, no. They were mummified corpses <gasps> of human girls. Oh, my God. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was... <laughs> I guess I... Cue the shit gets creepy as fuck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this guy was fucked up. A whole level of fucked up. So, when police moved one of the dolls, music played. <laughs> so, he made them into... Music mummified people dolls? Yeah, essentially. Wow. So, turns out that he actually embedded the music boxes into some of the chests. And um, along with the quote-unquote dolls, police also found photographs and plaques that were taken off the gravestones and doll-making manuals. (laughs) He had to learn how to make dolls somehow, I guess. He really incriminated himself there. (laughs) Search YouTube. How to make dolls out of human corpses. <laughs> uh, no results. <laughs> and he also had maps of local cemeteries um, all over his apartment. So police also discovered that the clothes that the mummified corpses were wearing were the clothes that the girls were buried in. Oh, also, guess how many dolls he had in his apartment? Oh, um, I would say like 10. Guess again. 26. <laughs> 26 dolls. Where do you put all of these in an apartment? <laughs> he was a back rat. His apartment was gross. Yes. Um, 
So some reports say 29, but some say 26. So I'm just going to go with Still 26. Still way too many. <laughs> of you too 26 many. to 29 too many. <laughs> so he was suspected of desecrating as many as 150 graves in his time of being. Probably like searching for females yeah. to take and exactly have in his apartment. <laughs> so as mentioned uh investigators found music boxes or toys inside the bodies so they made sounds when Anatoly touched them he wanted them to be like real people oh my well God. they are real people but alive yeah human girls so there are also personal belongings and clothing inside some of the mummies so one had a piece of her own gravestone with her name on it inside of her body so basically, he would just put stuff inside their bodies. Yeah. So another one contained a hospital tag with the date and the cause of the girl's death. He admitted he would stuff the decaying corpses with rags and then wrap nylon tights around their faces or fashion doll faces onto them. He would also insert buttons or toy eyes onto the girl's eye sockets so that they could watch cartoons with him. Oh Oh my gosh. Oh god. That childhood trauma just... Okay, but like, a lot of kids see, unfortunately, like, a lot of kids go to funerals and see a dead person, whether it be like a relative or a friend, like, of course it's sad. But he was forced to actually interact with right. that corpse. And I think that probably... Right. You know, he was probably already messed up. But that didn't help anything. Yeah, there had it to just kind of some... directed his obsession yeah. toward the dead. Like, there had to be some underlying thing before that that would, like... You can't just... That can't be the only thing that was wrong with his right. life. Yeah. So, he said he mostly loved his girls... But there were a few in his garage that he claimed to have grown to dislike. (laughs) They were throwing him too much sass. (laughs) Now, there's two motives to why he did this stuff. Yeah, because I can't think of any. (laughs) Right? So, the first one, so these both coincide to why he did it. Um, They're not like two separate motives um, Mm -hmm. that they're speculating on. There's two reasons why he actually did this. So he said he felt great sympathy for the dead children and thought he could bring them back to life by either science or black magic. All right. Mm -hmm. So as an expert on Celtic culture, Anatoly learned that um, ancient Druids slept on their graves in order to communicate with the dead. And he also studied the culture of the peoples of Siberia, in particular the ancient Yakuts and found that they had a similar practice for communicating with the dead. So he would search through obituaries of recently passed children, and when he found one that spoke to him, he would sleep on their grave to determine if the spirit wished to be brought back to life. He claims he had been doing this for 20 years, and when he begun, he never dug up the grave without the permission of the child within. <laughs> like they can give their permission. Right. Once he got older, I say older, like 45 is really old, but it's not. So <laughs> once he got older, it was too painful for him to sleep on the graves 
because apparently he was too old to sleep on the ground. Yeah. And he began bringing the bodies home where it would be more comfortable to sleep near them. So it sounds like he didn't have permission for a lot of those dolls that he... Right. Yeah. If he's asking them permission, he's like, just dig him up, take him home, sleep next to them. So he hoped that the spirits would be more willing to speak in a safe, welcoming home and that they might be easier to hear when there were they were no longer underground. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. So second motive is he had a desire to have his own children. He especially wanted a daughter, hence all of these dolls being females. <sighs> so he tried to adopt a young girl but his application was denied because of his low income. And um, I read that his parents didn't even want him to adopt a daughter or, like, attempt to adopt someone. So, obviously, they knew something was a little off about him. Yeah, you can't be adopting a child and then taking them around the country with you to all these cemeteries. Right. Might get weird. Yeah. Definitely did. Definitely did. (laughs) So, he would speak and interact with these girls And he would sing to them. He would watch cartoons with them because, you know, they could see with their toy eyes. And even held birthday parties and celebrated holidays with them. So this is how he would preserve the bodies. He dried the bodies using a combination of salt and baking soda. So because the bodies, of course, would decay and shrink as they dried... He would wrap the limbs in strips of cloth and stuff their bodies with rags and padding to provide fullness. And he would sometimes add wax masks decorated with nail polish over their faces and dress them in brightly colored children's clothing and wigs. So, a little creepy. A lot creepy. Yeah. His mom said, We saw the dolls, but we did not suspect they were dead bodies inside. We thought it was his hobby to make such big dolls and did not see anything wrong with it. Girl. What was her? I think her name was Elvira. I think that's the story she wants to believe. Right. Because there's no way that she never took a closer look at any of the dolls or asked him about, you know, how they were made. Like, there's no way. I think she's just trying to play dumb. There's no way that his parents saw 26 shitty ass hot lifelike human dolls like just laying all around his apartment right. and thought you know what this is just normal hobby for a 45 year old man <laughs> no and also like the smell had to be insane coming out of his home right like his parents would definitely smell that anyone would ever smell that actually like a rancid smell did did come from the apartment and whenever he opened up the door like it would smell really bad yeah and um a neighbor chalked it up to something like a stink that of something that smells and rots in the basement um of all the local buildings so oh so the neighbor was just thinking like oh it's something underneath our building nothing we can do about it right but like I feel like that's a pretty strong smell to just ignore and chalk it up to something that's like, you can't do anything about it. Yeah. So his sentencing 
the girls that he turned into his dolls ranged in age from three years old to 25. Oh, no. One of the corpses he actually had kept for nine years. And so he was doing this for a long time before yeah. he was even caught. Um, he was charged with dozens of crimes that all dealt with the de- desecration of graves. Obviously, he didn't technically murder anyone, so he can't right. be charged with that. And um, in court, he confessed to 44 counts of abusing graves and dead bodies. He said, quote, you abandon your girls. I brought them home and warmed them up, end quote, to the victim's parents. Oh, my gosh. So he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and sentenced to time in a psychiatric ward in 2012 because he was deemed unfit to stand trial. And as of 2019, every request for extension of his treatment in the psychiatric clinic has been approved. So they like the psychiatric clinic had asked multiple times to extend his stay there. And it's been approved every time because he does have some issues. Yeah, he needs to stay in the psychiatric clinic. So if he if that didn't get approved, would he just be with like general population prison? So if that didn't happen, so he was unfit to stand trial. So I'm not sure if he would just go to prison or if he would then have to stand a normal trial. Oh, right. Because yeah. they didn't technically give him any sentencing. Mm-mm. No. Like, no w- jail time. Right. I mean, he was sentenced. Like, he was forced to go to the psychiatric ward. Like, right. this is kind of like his prison. But um, so he wouldn't just be let free. Um, he would, I think he would have to actually go to and be tried as a normal like functioning person yeah the mother of his first victim believes that he should stay locked up for the rest of his life obviously yeah i think definitely he's a danger to you know right do this again with the history of mental illness and also how he showed no remorse at all like he thinks that what he did was doing those bodies a favor Mm -hmm. you know by desecrating the graves and taking the bodies that he was giving them a new yeah. life with him. So yeah. I, that delusion isn't something that just goes away. No, not at all. So um, the mother of the first victim said, quote, This creature brought fear, terror, and panic into my life. I shudder to think that he will have freedom to go where he wants. Neither my family nor the families of the other victims will be able to sleep peacefully. He needs to be kept under surveillance. I insist of a life sentence, only under medical supervision, without the right of free movement. End quote. So several of his colleagues um, have quit their collaboration with him because he was a scholar. He wrote, Mm. he had things published, they worked together. Um, So they obviously quit their collaboration with them or him. They don't want to be associated with him. And his parents live in isolation since their community ostracizes them. So, I mean, that's kind of shitty that people are blaming them, I guess, and ostracizing them in their community. Um, his mom, his, her name's Elvira, suggested that she and her husband just kill themselves, but her husband refused. So it's really sad. It's obviously yeah. affected his family. Um, his doing his his parents weren't the one that ones that you know dug up the poor girls and made them into dolls so allegedly anatoly told authorities to not bother reburying the girls too deeply 
as he will just unbury them when he is released. So that no is a bold statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely no remorse and no intention of changing no. his ways. No. So I wanted to show you, and we will post this to our Instagram. But if you aren't following Two Weirdos One Podcast, hell yeah, separated by underscores. <laughs> Follow that shit. <laughs> Also, shout out to uh, my sister, Maddie, who made our bomb-ass logo. Yes. Hell yeah, Maddie. She did amazing. All right. So, I wanted to show you this picture of one of his dolls. So, this is the girl, and that's <gasps> the doll. Oh, my gosh. Look at their noses. So, that's So, pic- that's like wax on top of her face, and it's yeah. painted? He painted it. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like wax, but yeah, this girl's dressed in, like, a winter jacket with gloves, obviously, to hide her decaying, mummified body, and it's just a little girl, and it's just well, terrifying to think that that's That real. someone was capable of doing that. Yeah. Oh, here's one of the dolls. This oh my one, gosh. he just, like, has, like, nylon tights over her face. So you literally see her face under the tights. Wow, yeah. That is, that's insane. And he just had them, like, strewn over, all over his apartment. Oh, this is him. Hmm. <laughs> he looks like he would roam cemeteries. Definitely. <laughs> his mugshot is terrifying. Oh, here's another wow. one of the dolls. This one has, like, a stuffed animal, like, head over it. Oh my gosh. And they just, like, they all have these, gl- like, look like sock gloves yeah to cover up their hands yeah oh here's another one of those like there's no way his parents just like would go in his apartment and 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 also just ignore the smell in there too right like maybe that's why they're being ostracized is people don't buy that they were completely oblivious to this they just didn't maybe didn't want to accept that their son was like this or they tried to convince themselves that it wasn't hurting anybody. Yeah. But in reality, it was the family of right. those that he dug up were obviously very affected. Yeah. And the, the fact that they thought that was just, like, normal for a 45-year-old man to, like... <laughs> I mean, you can like what you like. That's You like what you like. But it's, it's a little strange if you walk into a grown man's apartment and see 26... To 29 weird-ass creepy dolls. Just, yeah, right. Just not even, like, sitting normally. In the pictures, they're just, like, laying like they were thrown. Yeah, like one was laying just on the couch with the arms over their, or yeah. the hands over their chest. Another, the little girl looked like she was kind of sitting, like, propped up at an angle. Yeah. Like, it's just so creepy. Oh, this is his parents. I don't know. It's just normal pictures. <laughs> yeah, just just looks like two... elderly russian people yeah but also i did read somewhere that he might have actually lived with his parents too so i'm not sure if that's Mm -hmm. true um because maybe before he started taking doll or taking you know people from their graves yeah i did read that they lived together but i also read that that's all i read oh here's a close-up of that um the little girl so he's wow. he's literally painted and like basically molded her face and painted on lips and eyes. Yeah, that looks like he just took wax and put it over yeah. her face. So 
again, we'll post these to our Instagram so you can see these creepy pictures as you're uh, listening to our story. And um, yeah, <laughs> enjoy your day or night, whatever you're <laughs> and listening And now you know a little bit more about Anatoly's dolls. Yeah, so don't do that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please don't. All right, guys. Um, follow us on our Instagram. Comment. DM us. Um, two Weirdos One Podcast. You can also email us at two weirdos one pod at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you guys want to hear us talk about, what you want us to deep dive into, research for you so you don't have to do the work and you can just listen while you're <laughs> bored at work or <laughs> or driving to work. Or, or driving to work. Yeah, so tune in next week. I'll be taking over and sharing some creepy stories with you guys. Yeah, next week is Megan's turn, so I get to sit and enjoy and hear the surprise <laughs> of a weird-ass story. So please come back and give us a listen. <laughs> okay, bye! Bye! <laughs> 30 minutes. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, stop! It's this one.